It's time for the Motown Rundown, presented by Impact 89 FM, WDBM. This is your home for all things Detroit sports, from the Lions and Tigers to the Pistons and Red Wings. Now here's your host, Ryan Rabinowitz. Welcome into episode number 15 of the Motown Rundown. We got an intro, boys. Check that out. Thanks to thanks to our sports director here at Impact Sports, Ryan Cole, for that one. Uh, kind of a big deal. Now. That's elect. That's a, that's electric. Detroit Rock City. That's electric. That's it's not what, even that. We got the here's your host, yeah, Ryan Rabinowitz. It's, 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 it's the most professional <laughs> thing we've done here. That's like when I when I used to go to bed at night and as a as a young child dreaming of the Motown Rundown years ago. I was like I I want Ryan Cole's voice in there being played over some. One of the most legendary rock songs of all yeah, time. So it was awesome. <laughs> finally got my, my wishes. Motown Rundown, episode number 15. As always, I'm your host, Ryan Rabinowitz, joined alongside Trent Bailey, Ryan Collins, coming to you from the Impact 89 FM studios in East Lansing, Michigan. We're flying through November. I we said are. this on the Green and White Report on Sunday. I don't know if I like missed a week, but Thanksgiving is on Thursday somehow. All that of a sudden. is awesome. Wait, can I say something real quick? Go for it. I took some heat for not being appreciative of the birthday wishes last week. So I just want to get that out of the <laughs> way yeah. first. Seriously. Thank you. Thank you sincerely from the bottom of my heart. Trent Bailey, thank you very much I for the birthday Trent's wishes. Trent's not a birthday guy. It's a psycho I've move. Been, I've yeah. been 19 for a week now, and it feels awesome. Does, do you feel different? Going uh, to Canada? Really. I, I am, actually. Yeah, really? In a couple weeks. Ooh. Yeah. Interesting. Right. Be safe over there. I we want be. you to come back because you good. never know. What are your, uh, what are your guys' Thanksgiving plans? Um, I'm going up north to my Aunt Lynn and Uncle Rich's a couple hours away. Usually go to the Lions game every year. Yeah. Not happy about what we're doing this year, but we get through it. That's fair. That's fair. Try yeah, there were some rumblings of the Bally's taking on Ford Field, but it's not happening. Um, I'm going to my dad's side of the family. They're big Lions fans, so we'll be watching Good. it together. It'll be a fun time. I'm usually a, I'm usually a Lions Thanksgiving football traditionalist. My uncle and I went last year. I, th- I don't know. I think it was just us, but... Uh, no Lions game this year unless I come home and have surprise tickets, which would be, which would be nice. Because yeah. Lions football on Thanksgiving, like, granted, you know, they are what they are, but I think it's one of the best traditions in sport. At least being a Lions fan, like, I, oh, it's I'm sure other, I'm sure other fans of football like don't love watching the Lions on Thanksgiving yeah. traditionally, but I love. It. I mean, it's the best yeah. thing ever. My favorite thing about the Lions playing on Thanksgiving is know how they give out that award. They used to have like the Phil Sims Award or the Gobbler for Fox and. Every time they show the like award, it's not a Lions player. Yeah, it's a po- it's a oh look right. at Peyton Manning or oh, a cowboy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, cowboy. It's it's so funny to me how <laughs> little Lion. Say like, oh Dre Bly from 03 is the last Lion <laughs> to win the Gobbler. I had I, a Dre Bly jersey. Goat, but uh, yeah, not Lions name on Thanksgiving is. I've gone the last seven years. It's it's a pretty special day down there. It's the best. All right, we'll get rolling here. Motor City Minute to kick you off, sponsored by no one. We don't have any sponsors, but <laughs> we're working cool, on it. It'd be cool to one day be like, yeah, Motor City Minute brought to you by, like, I don't know, like Minute Made Lemonade. Little Minute Caesars. Made. <laughs> yeah, Little Caesars, Ryan Collins' employer. Oh, yeah, Little Caesars Made right here. Yeah, beautiful. Red Wings still making noise since the last time we spoke here in the Motown Rundown. A 6-1 win over Arizona, a 2-1 to loss to Ottawa, and a beautiful comeback 3-2 to win overtime victory in New Jersey. They play Boston at home on Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. The Pistons have not played in eons. We we talked those before the show. Uh, the, the last victory coming, they come from behind to beat the Raptors in Toronto on Wednesday, 106-104. to Great win for Coach Casey. They was, that was like a 19-point. They were down by like 19 or something. Yeah. Stanley was clamping 
Kawhi. That it was, was a joke. That was that fun was to watch. Just like when he clamped LeBron in 2016. Okay. It was yeah, fun to watch. He, yeah. he never clamped LeBron. Not like he didn't clamp him, but he made he Kyrie the guy. Out. He told him out, and then LeBron still scored like 35. But, yeah. but nonetheless, cool to see a comeback win for Coach Casey playing his old team. That was that was cool to watch. Uh, the, the Pistons are playing right now, actually, this is being recorded against the Cavaliers at home. Up 18. Up 18. There's So at the time, at, stamp it at 9.02 p.m. on Monday. The Pistons are up 18, so if they lose... Also 9.02 in the fourth quarter. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. It's, some really it's like some Truman Show yeah. stuff there. Anyway, we're going to move right into the Lions today, but but Ryan Collins brought to my intention that I had not been aware of, so feel free to educate me. There's some there's some Pistons news. As you're saying, There's a there are rumblings of a potential Bradley Beal trade from the Wizards to the Pistons, not rumblings. Whatever but, you're, in, I, feel free to yeah. share. So what we because the, the the thing is too, and I, I need to mention this before we move on. As far as the Lions go, we the the Snacks Harrison trade over here happened the day after we recorded. <laughs> the Golden Tate trade happened the day after we recorded. The Abdullah releasing happened the day after we recorded too. So we Bob always Quinn, Bob Quinn likes Tuesdays. Yeah, we miss yeah. we miss everything. So Tuesday you might as well, news dump. You might as well get it out there right now and talk about whatever you got on your plate because because you know of course knowing our luck. The, the Pistons will get Bradley Beal tomorrow, and we have to yeah. wait a week to talk about it. So go ahead. Let me hear what you got to say. <laughs> so I'm the curious. Wizards are 5-11, and 11, a really, really high-salary team, and today they – Wojbaum, of course. Ooh. Yeah. Boom. Wojbaum. Kind of Love a big it. deal. But uh, talked about how the Wizards are opening open to trading Bradley Beal or John Wall, and a lot of the Pistons beat writers already said Pistons are interested, obviously, because they need better guard play. And – I plugged it into the old ESPN NBA trade machine. Ryan Collins, everybody. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. So I, I love that, possi- by the way. That's yeah, I know. It's a great, great method. It never works out, but here's a trade that I cooked up. Reggie Jackson, Stanley Johnson for Bradley Beal straight up. The money works, and it said that this trade is successful. That would never really work. They would probably have to put in a protected first rounder in there, but I just am curious what you guys would think. Would you be willing to let go of Stanley or another young piece to bring in a guy like Bradley Beal who is t- making $25 million a year and is another high-salary guy, but would you be willing to take that risk? Personally, I wouldn't just because of the money, like you said, and I think I'm not, I'm not, I, I just, I think the Pistons have enough pieces that if they can just develop them a little bit, we'll be contending in the East and, and you know, who knows, maybe this year, next year, two years from now, like they got these guys locked up. I wouldn't take a ch- take a chance on Beal, especially hearing all the chemistry issues. Mm-hmm. At least, at the very least, the Pistons have Drummond, Jackson, Stanley, who who love to hang out with each other. They have good chemistry, so I wouldn't really want to mess with that, especially when this team's not bad. So I don't know. I, I wouldn't personally. I wouldn't take the risk if it happened. Wouldn't be solely against it, but that's just my opinion. My my thing with the Pistons the past couple of years has just been I want to see the young guys play. I want I wanted to see Stanley Johnson get a legit chance for so long now, and Stan Van Gundy refused to do that. So I, playing like good off keep, the bench right now, he, exactly. So I you know like Beal's a big name. He's a he's a pretty fine player. Um, I. For the money too, with with a team that already has cap issues, they, I mean at least in a sense of they're they're paying a handful of guys more than the rest of the team combined. So uh, my answer to that is no, but it'd be interesting. It's another big name that would come to the city, and you know I don't know. I did I, if it would become hero ball with him being here. I, I don't know. I mean, if you're gonna be cap tied for four years, you might as well go all in on it. Yeah, just that, 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 that's that is, valid. That that's is valid. my that yeah. is my only thing. If they were 
thinking about bringing John Wall in, I would completely disagree with that because I think he's checked out, he's out of shape, and he has probably the worst contract in all of sports right now. But I think Bradley Beal is a guy who is perfect for the modern NBA as he's great on both sides of the court. So if the Pistons were some able, somehow able to get this done without giving up another draft pick, which is probably not possible, I would love this move. But it's just an interesting tidbit to look forward to for the Pistons. For sure. And I'm glad I'm like I said, I'm glad we covered it because knowing our luck, this trade will happen tomorrow. Yeah. But we gotta hear first on the Motown rundown. Anyways, let's move into the Lions. We got a vic- we got a victory Monday let's here. Let's do it, baby. Let's Trent, move into the Lions. Trent, how was the game? You were at the game. How was the game? I wanna know what like I, I haven't been to a Lions game yet this year. So how is the atmosphere? Are there, is there okay, booing? So is it, you know, give me the rundown. This here. was my second one this year. I went to the Seahawks game, which obviously was a terrible game um the fans were leaving at halftime during that game okay this game and i seriously i had this in my notes to talk about because i do want to applaud lions fans who spent their hard-earned money on tickets yesterday because ford field was absolutely rocking it was one of the best atmospheres that i've been to probably since that saints comeback in 2014 that was insane but this was pretty it was pretty good every time cam newton hit the turf place erupted that that two-point conversion place erupted it was just awesome so i'd yeah, shout out to Lions fans. It was awesome yesterday. Good. So again, Lions beating the Panthers twenty to nineteen. Some game stats for you: Matt Stafford twenty three for thirty seven through the air, two hundred and twenty yards and a touchdown. Carry on Johnson fifteen carries, eighty seven yards and a touchdown before he was out with an injury. Kenny Galladay eight catches, hundred and thirteen yards and a magnificent touchdown. I and yesterday before I get into my because I got a I got a whole spiel of I I always have a spiel with 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 the Lions talk, but. Before we get into that, I mean, carry on Johnson and Kenny Galladay. Like these two guys can play ball, and you know, you, you talk about needing to get weapons around Stafford. I mean, Kenny Galladay, of course, isn't Calvin isn't Calvin Johnson, but he's just the big body. He goes up and grabs balls. It's it's he's a very so tough fun cover. to watch. Yeah, and they and they and teams are trying to double team him now. But he's a blast to watch, and I preach it every week with carry on Johnson. Is give the man the ball and. It seemed like every play he was breaking off a, a, a decent sized run. So that was that was the funnest thing to watch for me on Sunday. I mean, looking at this Lions team and Kerryon Johnson and Kenny Galladay, I mean that that catch he made on third down in, in the second quarter, that's a man's catch where he just literally ripped it away from the Panther safety. Yep. That I mean, when you see things like that, that's when you know he's becoming an elite guy because his big thing coming out of college, he was a big body guy, that's still but he w- didn't really have the best hands, didn't really have the best body control. And on Saturday, I think he disapproved a lot of that slander when he saw it coming out of the draft. I don't understand how this guy dropped to the third round. It is crazy to think about how talented he is. I'm glad he, he did. Yeah, no, I mean, but so, still. Kenny yesterday was uncoverable, which was awesome to watch mm-hmm. because we've known that, right? As yes. Lions fans, we've watched this and we're like, why aren't you throwing it more to Kenny Galladay? Right. Throw it to 19. So right. that was good to see. And... um. The thing with carry-on is just he was getting a lot of his yards after contact. But, but guys, before we all get into our spiels, I just <laughs> want to say this. This is what happens when you have a top-eight quarterback and your offensive line protects him and gives him – Oh, no, Collins gives, is already rolling no, the eyes. I, I, we'll, talk, <laughs> we'll talk about it in a second, but this is what happens. You win. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's, all, that, that's my precursor. I'll I'll get into my stuff here. I think I went last last week and it was tough. I was sitting yeah. here sweating the entire show. Um, I don't I don't want to discredit the Lions here. I feel like they definitely played with more energy. They were fired up to play, which is all 
I've ever asked for of any team that I that I watch is you know come to play, be professionals. I the thing to me that I have some reservations about is I think the Panthers kind of handed the game away, and after getting smacked by the Steelers, I expected better from the the Panthers, but. The Lions did what they had to do to, to win the game. It, that's the bottom line. Carry on Johnson touched the ball 15 times before getting hurt. Thank you, because I always preach my, you know, when the Lions lose, carry on's only getting eight carries a game, but when they win, he's getting 16. So thank you for that. Stafford only got sacked once. Thank you. Special teams played really well. Thank you. Kenny Galladay was targeted all day long. Thank you. So those things were all spot on. They were things that needed to happen. And as, as a Lions fan, I feel like the the disconnect is always like I'm I'm sitting here watching things happen that I know should be happening and I just so badly want to get into a press room and shout at Matt Patricia before getting thrown out like do this do that and it never happens but it happened this week I'm, I'm an offensive side of the ball the biggest positive was was stopping the run and Christian McCaffrey the dude can can play and in this week you see how much of a luxury having Snacks Harrison is I mean I think McCaffrey had 13 carries for like you know 55 ish yards which was awesome and, and having a a running QB like Cam Newton to, to you know to stuff to stuff the line like that is huge. However, you know, I, I of course I can never just be completely positive with the Lions. And and for me this was a really negative component. And I think parts of the defense got exposed and I really saw a lot of the same crap this week that I can't stand. First of all, I don't know who the hell some of these defensive backs are, like where these guys <laughs> came from, like the guy that got an interception Tracy Walker. Sure. We I, drafted him. Okay. Like I, I maybe I don't still pay attention enough, but then Ford, the other guy. Mike Ford, yeah. We, assume, we pulled him up when um I don't know. When Slay when Slay was out, we pulled I, him yeah, up. I assumed I assumed he just got pulled up because his last name was Ford, but I don't know. So anyway, <laughs> I Cam Newton lit up the secondary. Yeah. Twenty five completions, three hundred and fifty seven yards, three touchdowns. Granted the interception was is what it is. But this is where the eyeball test comes into play. To where you have to watch the games. You have to watch the plays. You know, even if receiver stats aren't ridiculously impressive. I mean, DJ Moore had 157 yards receiving, so that there's a stat for you. But just I said the same thing with the Bears last week. Receivers are wide open against this defense, and Paul Ravioli or whatever his name is, like <laughs> he he loves to just sit back in that zone and quarterbacks pick it apart. And you saw it with Cam. I mean, Cam Newton's a, a very solid quarterback. You know, yeah. I'm not going to – I don't want to get in as he better than Stafford, but he's a very solid – if you give him time and space, he's going to make plays. And DJ Moore, 82-yard reception, 157 yards in the day, like I said. Again, like what other team in the NFL but the Lions gives up big plays like that consistently? But like the, like the Greg Olson touchdown right off the bat, that to me – was the biggest, like, what the F moment of the entire game. Like, there was not a defender in sight. And I, if I remember the play, it was a play action from the goal line. And Greg Olson just very simply released off into the corner of the end zone. And, like, every single player on the Lions bit for the run. Like, I don't even know if the defensive scheme called for anyone to drop back in coverage. But that, to me, was like a really, like, you no one saw that coming. I was sitting there like, like it's gonna be play action. Someone's gonna go off into the end zone, and that, that's the. And I am assuming like someone's gonna go cover this guy, but no. And that that to me is is 
it's a, it's almost like a fireable offense. Like, how are you not seeing this happen at all? Especially being Greg Olson, I totally agree with you because it it's just got to be better. It's yeah. Greg Olson. You got to You got to right. know like, Greg you're, Olson's you're not lined up. Film. Yeah. What are you guys doing? Like that. That to me is a very like that's a go to Madden play for me. Yeah. Like I'm on the goal line, I'm running right. a play action power zero to the left side, right side with whatever. Right. You know that's so that to me is like obnoxious how. That happened, and, and, and even that first drive, and like I feel like the last couple games for the Lions, the Panthers just drove. That. It's like why did they just yeah. drive down the field? And I'm sitting there like, really, we're gonna do this for another week in a row? So that <laughs> that to me it was tough. And, and T's table again, Trent's boy getting beat for a touchdown. I got, Slay, more, I got more for T. I'm sure you, you do. Slay got beat for one, and this it really just comes down to coaching. Like play some press coverage, like third and long, and, and you're dropping back into a zone behind the first down marker. Like, wh- what are you doing? Like, it's just not mm. – it makes no sense. And, and I hate to be, like, an armchair coach or whatever, but, I, I you know, I, as someone who I, – I have, like, four years of football experience, like third through sixth grade. I watch it every week. I think I know what I'm talking about. The zone coverage on, like, every single play, like, get in someone's face. You have Darius Slate – one of the top three corner in the league. Get in someone's face, jam yeah. someone up. You don't need to sit back. And like, the, I think the play, I want to say it was the Panthers from close to their goal line. I'm at beautiful punt, like very early in the game, and Cam's in the shotgun, and that's the DJ Moore reception, I think. And it's like, dude, like they're third and like ten from their goal line. And Cam's Can, standing in the end zone. Yeah, he's standing in the end zone. We're dropping back in the. It's just that was that's ridiculous to me. And so that brings me to my next point. And for the second week in a row, can you please rush more than four one time? Like on the goal line, you got four guys right. You don't have a great like I get Cam as a mobile quarterback, but you don't have an all pro pass rusher on your team. Like you, you really don't. So how about like blitz on third down? Like do something. All game, it's you're rushing three, you're rushing four, and he's sitting there, sitting there, sitting there, and that's when he makes plays. It just it's such a simple fix to me. The Lions just just never do it. So I, I that I you know I I think it was a it was a decent week, but. I'm seeing the same things happen over that. It's just bad, bad coaching on the defensive end. It really is. Like, I, I think the Lions had like three sacks, maybe, which is great, but you need to get people in the backfield. You need to put pressure on the quarterback. That's how you win. Like, it's, it's you know, and like, Matthew Stafford, who's like, I don't think, by the way, I don't think Andrew Luck has been sacked in five games. Yeah, he gets great protection back after there, having the worst offensive line for probably the last four years. Right, which is beautiful because now I can actually you know maybe play yeah. a full season. But like, like you know Stafford getting sacked ten times, like mm-hmm. it affects the whole game, and the Lions refuse, and it's all because they're getting pressure. And so, anyway, that's my gripe with the defense on the offensive on the offensive side of things. Execution was much better. Carry on finally gets used. It still makes me sick watching Blunt play when you're not inside the five yard line. Granted, yeah. Carry on got hurt, so Stafford. Much better. Again, if you watch the game, I don't care about. I don't care about. You know, he, he his completion percentage wasn't where you want it to be. If you watch the game, he made some great throws. He put the ball in a perfect spot for Kenny Galladay to go up and get on that touchdown. Uh, aside from that, I mean, Theo Riddick impressed the hell out of me. Not a ton of action in this game, but when they put him in in the slot, he's just. As explosive, if not more than Golden Tate. He's just electric. That's the word to describe this exactly. guy. Exactly. Like, I mean, it, he's just electric. I just love, you know, they, they put him in the slot. He'll, he'll run a slant across the middle. He'll pick up, he'll, he'll run 100 miles per hour. Someone will dive at his knees. He'll flip in the air. It's just, it's, a, it's like it's a mess. Like it's, both of his knees are blown out, but he gets up. It's, it's legendary. 
and it all comes, and I, I really hate to come back to the play calling because it's like beating a dead horse, but the play calling is still so, so effing bad to me. Like, I, and I, I don't feel like getting on a, a screaming, yelling, crying ramp, but like the third and 10 screen, I know I just talked about Theo, but the third and 10 screen passes the Theo Riddick, like everyone knows it's coming. Every time Theo Riddick comes in the game in the backfield, you know it's going to be a screen pass. Like, if you watch enough games, you know what's coming. It never works. Ever. Like, the Lions are the only team that seem to not be able to get the screen pass yeah, to work. I don't think it's worked once all season. Because they do it so often. And, like, if you need 10 yards, I'm I'm always, like, I, I know there's certain situations where you got to worry about the clock, and you might want to, you know, run it on third down to burn some clock, but... In the situations where the Lions are in third down, I'm always a guy who, whatever routes you got to run, they better be beyond the sticks. Yeah. I don't need you throwing a ball seven yards and trying to you know scramble for an extra three, and then it's fourth and one, and now you're going for it. And you bl- the I Joey Harrington? The, the textbook. Like, I, throw the ball beyond the sticks. Especially when you got guys like Galladay and Jones who didn't play yesterday, but Marvin's huge too. You get you got to get those guys downfield past the sticks. Yeah, and it, it, to me, again, it's such an easy fix, and that's why it's so, so frustrating to me. I'm watching the Bears and the Vikings game on Sunday night, and, like, the things that you see these offenses do, the Lions don't. There's motion. There's movement. Guys are running across the field. They stop. They go back. I mean, running backs are doing simple things such as, you know, if if if, if Tariq Cohen's on Trubisky's right hip, he moves to his left hip and, and when they're in the shotgun. And, like, both teams, like, I, I saw a couple times where the Vikings and Bears both, they come up to the line and, like, they're shaped like the Big Dipper. It's, like, weird. And, like, they, they all run elsewhere. It's it's beautiful to watch. And, and what that does is, like, you know, you – you're confusing the, the the defense lines up. They see you move in one way. They watch a certain way on film, and you know you're in this ridiculous set that they have to adjust to. Then you switch back, and then they're scrambling. The Lions like they they never do any of that. There's no creativity, innovation, movement, different looks. Like the Bears threw out a defensive lineman at wide receiver on Sunday night. Like it's not even on Jim Bob Cooter's mind. Like whatever napkin he pulls out of his back pocket and look at like it's not on that it's, it's nowhere on the napkin for Jim Bob Cooter it's not <laughs> written in crayon anywhere so that and like go I I urge people to go watch other teams if you don't believe me if you don't believe us that Jim Bob Cooter is bad and if you don't especially when I when I when I say that he's the biggest reason why Matthew Stafford is not performing now people want him to. Go watch other teams run their offense. Like seriously, the, the Chiefs and, and Rams are playing right now. I'm fine if you, if you if you close out the Facebook Live right now. Go watch that game. The Lions are just so predictable and slow and bland. And you know, back to the Stafford thing. Receivers struggle so much to get open for him. It, it, it's sad, and it, it's a thing that you know I'll continue to say until Jim Bob Cooter's gone, and, and we can beat a dead horse with that. But you know, just to, to kind of wrap it up here for this for the, my initial thoughts, I think the Panthers just kind of gave it away, to be honest. I mean, you know, Gano missed a field goal on an extra point. I don't, I don't know why kickers struggle against the Lions. Like the Lions make, it's beautiful. It's, it's, it helps a lot. Like those are things you need to happen to have like a you know get a, a lucky year, which was which was cool. Well, I mean, also S- like Slade, I mean, gets DJ Moore down, and then they miss that field goal. Yeah, that's, that's a huge. It's play. huge. Right. And my my thing. This is just hilarious to me. You know how skinny that upright is. 
Yeah. And it, the Bears hit it four times last week, and yeah. the Panthers hit it once it's yesterday. Incre- it's, it is incredible. I just don't get it. I don't know why the, they The likelihood of hitting that tiny little upright yeah. is one in a million. It's cool. And it keeps happening. I'm glad it happens against the Lions. And Me I, too. I and love I'll, it. I'll throw in my two. As far as, you know, and again, I'm a win's a win. If it's ugly, it was ugly in a sense, but the the Lions played better. Going for two at the end for the Panthers to me, and there's you know there's different camps here. I thought it was ludicrous. Like you're you're better than the Lions. You're six and three looking at a playoff spot. It's not like you're and if the Lions were in that position, yeah, go for it. Because if you lose, what you know it is what it is. You're already you know whatever your record is. But if you if you get it, you win it. It's beautiful. Like why do you not kick the extra point and go to OT? I get it. You know that's the old you know. You're on the road. You got to go for two. You know, you go get the win. And I get Graham Gano wasn't great, but he still, that was his first time missing a kick all year against the Lions. And so, granted, it was an, it was it really should have been an easy two-point conversion because that guy was yeah. wide open in the end zone and came over through him. But that, to me, was stupid. But a, a win's a win. You know, th- th- those are my two cents. So, whoever wants to go next, I'd love to hear it. I'll go next. Uh, I'm going to say I've been critical of Matthew Stafford. That was the best game he played all year. With the weapons Thank he you. had... With the weapons he had, Marvin's out. Mm-hmm. They didn't really have a lot of people. I mean, Carrion goes out in uh, third or fourth quarter. I don't remember when. But, I mean, he played really good. And I thought the play calling was a little bit better. They had more good play action like reads, not misused misdirection, as Michigan State always does with third <laughs> down play action fades that does nothing. They were using him on first downs. They were throwing in run formations. They were running in pass formations. And it was good to see. And... With you, like you always beat a dead horse. Terion Johnson is the best player on this offense. Yeah, he's not maybe not the best player, most talented player, and they need to get the ball in his hands because he. It doesn't matter how big he is. It doesn't matter how fast he is. He gets positive yards. He always is able to fall forward. Like he's a that, football player. Yeah, that yep. third and one on the first drive of the game. He looked like he was stacked up about three or four yards. He somehow always falls forward. Get that extra yard. But my my main message is not to get. I don't really think this changes the Lions' season. This is a very Lions win. I wouldn't say this is season-defining. It's just they're average. They're better than the bad teams, and they're going to beat a couple good teams when they get them at home. And when Stafford plays well like that and Galladay makes unbelievable plays like he did yesterday, they're they're capable of beating good teams. And if their defense hits them any help, and, and they were better than they were against Chicago, obviously, mm-hmm. only allowing 19 points, but... If their defense gives them anything, they're gonna have shots and win games. And I, I, when you they have this little five day turnaround on Thanksgiving against the Bears, I it's I think if they're able to win that game, it'll tell it'll, it'll maybe creep me back into the direction. Maybe I'm back in. Maybe I'm fully. Maybe I'm fully like Detroit Don, like defended Don. Here we go. We're like we're getting this. But I I, I would hold my druthers on maybe committing to this team of being any sort of chance of making the playoffs. And I saw a funny article on 538, this ESPN website, by Neil Payne. The Lions are stuck in the NFL's weirdest purgatory. <laughs> yeah. Since 2011, they've gone 61 and 61. It, That's yeah. crazy. And since in the last 20 years, they've never gone 8 and 8. That isn't that crazy that to is, think about. That is wild. And yeah. they've gone 61 and like they're just so like average. It's right. just I until they I don't think this is the year, but I mean, like you guys say, and I would hope they would lose games so they would get a better pick. There is positives to winning games like this. You see, like, major steps by a guy like Kenny Dalladay. You see 
confidence boosted for a rookie like Tracy Walker. But for the also when they wear the wear the Drays, they play better. Facts. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Eh. Well, well. I'll check your. I'll check your. Uh, two and one with the Drays. Okay. There's your stats. Well, stats. I'm gonna check them out. Saber metrics. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I mean, you get when you get production like Theo Reddick is a weapon when they do that little slant route he does where he just throws out slant. Boom. This backyard football. Like yep. they don't need to be more complicated with him. Just be set. Like they need to simplify the offense. I think that's their biggest issue, and it's so predictable. But like you simplify schemes, you run like. I don't understand, like you say, there's misdirection everywhere and he's like flashy offense like the Rams, but it's simplified misdirection. It's mm-hmm. first down, their play action. The, the Lions don't do that enough. And for, every time I think about the Lions, I'm thinking about Michigan State because that, I'm sorry guys, but I had to, I just have to get this off my chest. Saturday was the worst pl- play calling I've ever seen in a college football setting. Sorry. A little side oh, tangent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but. I mean, I think the main takeaway is not to get overexcited, but it was a good sign to see Stafford has that bat, like in him because they literally had nothing. He was throwing to Bruce Ellington. Who is Bruce Ellington? Like he was making guys better, and that's the best Stafford you're gonna see. All right, um, this is a great win. Great win. I don't even know where to start. Really, like the offense was in control, and the defense stood tall pretty much all day. Lions were better than the Panthers in all three phases when you break it down. Cam Newton did light up the secondary, but the offense as a whole for the Lions was more in control than the Panthers, in my opinion. So I'm going to start with the offensive line because I always do. Uh, This is exactly what happens when the offensive line plays well. So Taylor Decker, Frank Ragnow, Graham Glasgow, Kenny Wiggins, and Ricky Wagner, I want to congratulate you guys. Well done. I appreciate it so much. I've been hard on you in the past, but you guys were the key to this victory. Um I think that's pretty clear. There were no holding calls, no chop blocks, no false starts. There was one penalty on the Lions, and it was that intentional delay of game. Mm-hmm. This was such a clean game. And, and for the for this offensive line to play this well and carry on Johnson to have 15 carries in the third quarter when he goes out, he would have broken 20 for the first time. Yeah, he would have gotten over 100 he yards. Would've, he would have gotten easily. over 100 Again. yards very easily. So offensive line, and, and, and you, you give Stafford time to throw, even when he's playing with this. You, you dealt Golden Tate away. Your new number one in Marvin Jones isn't playing. Michael Roberts is banged up. He's not playing. Luke Wilson's banged up. You don't have a tight end, really. Two receivers, Bruce Ellington and Andy Jones, are making their first appearances as a Lion. And this is a game you'd expect to lose. Mm-hmm. I, I, I shouldn't say expect to lose, but you'd expect Stafford to at least struggle. And he didn't. He didn't make any mistakes, really, all game. He played. It, so, so my point is, when you give Stafford time to throw the ball and step back and plant his feet and just throw it and play, for, and he's not running for his life, this is what happens. You mm-hmm. give him a, you give him a bunch of you Kenny Galladay and a bunch of backups, and he gets you a win. Yep. So that to me is the biggest takeaway for the offense and the offensive line. However, with that being said, I'm raising the expectation now on Thanksgiving. If you let Khalil Mack through for four sacks, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be livid. Um, it's coming. And, uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter who's I'm, blocking him. That guy's a stud. Ricky Wagner, eat your Wheaties this week, please. Um, <laughs> the run game. on Johnson absolutely owned that first Lions touchdown drive. 15 carries was beautiful to see for the whole game. He would have broken 20 for the first time, like I said. He had 19 in Miami. Little side note there. Um, he He's questionable. Well, he's doubtful for the Thanksgiving Day game. Avoid I structural damage. I wouldn't I, either. I wouldn't play him. It, it, I'll talk about this later, but I think him being out might – Help spark Stafford and get Stafford back on track. He'll be slinging it more, and I don't know what I I we'll talk about that later. But 
Ryan, you kind of touched on this. Carry on now has this. This stat is even more indicative now. Nine point three carries per game in losses, fifteen and a half in wins. It's it's just it's it's plain and simple, you guys. You hand carry on Johnson the ball, you're gonna win football games. And Legarrette Blunt, I know the numbers are a little skewed because he had some negative yardage runs, but like you said, if but he's if, having negative yardage, he runs. is having negative yardage runs. And yeah. if you're if it's if it's you know, unless we need two yards or less, I, I don't want to see him out there right. because it, it, it's a dead giveaway. You see LeGarrette Blunt; he's one of the best power backs in the entire NFL, in NFL history, the last 10 years for sure in our generation. He's, he's great. You see him out there, you know what's happening. You know, he's, he's not in there to block. He's, you're handing it to LeGarrette Blunt. He's going to hit the hole and go up the middle for two mm-hmm. yards. So unless that's the situation, I don't want to see him out there. Theoretic, like to see less screen passes. Ryan, you basically covered that. But he's got to catch the ball. He did have one drop. Yes. Uh, and and the, obviously the two key drops against the 49ers. But that, that's going way back. I'm just talking about the here and now. Overall, Theo seems to be returning to his 2016-17 form, at least going off yesterday. He's making guys miss, cutting it up in the open field. I love to see it. Um, Kenny Galladay, you guys touched on it, so I won't, I won't talk about it too much. But he stepped up yesterday. Stepped up. I, I got to imagine he got in Matt's ear and said, give me the ball. They can't cover me. Mm-hmm. The Panthers could not cover him. They had right. no one to cover him, and the Bears don't have anyone to cover him next week. So mm. it, it, it's it's good. Mm. <laughs> I, I'm predicting a hundred another hundred yard game for Kenny okay. on, on Thursday. Um, so just keep building that chemistry, Matt. Keep throwing him the ball. This this kid's special. Without Marvin Jones, he stepped up to the plate. Now, the man, Matt Stafford. This is not. This wasn't your typical sexy Stafford stat sheet stuffing stat line. Say Ooh, that. that's called alliteration. That is alliteration. Following along at home, Journalism English major. majors. Yep, English that, majors. That's right. We're in the building. This was a start to finish hard fought win, and his leadership was stellar. Uh, the box score won't tell you how much Stafford was in control this entire game because what do you have? Like two hundred twenty yards. He had two twenty. I think it was two twenty on the dot. Two twenty on the dot. Okay. Good. So my my point is. That that's not flattering, you know. Dak Prescott gives you two hundred a game, and we think he sucks because he does. But <laughs> yeah. that's a different conversation for another day. Um, I'm just I'm just telling you guys this is what happens when you protect him. He's got he he got us a win with Kenny Galladay and a bunch of backups, and the offensive line only allowed one sack, and it was to Julius Peppers. So we can live with that, right? Yep. If we if we look at that on paper, we can live with that. Stafford wasn't running for his life. He looked comfortable. He settled in. He got the job done, start to finish. Um, and, and what what impressed me the most, basically for the whole game, it's a tie game in the fourth quarter. Your starting running back just went down. Your best player on offense, like like Colin says, carry on goes down. You put the ball in Stafford's hands. He goes down and gets you a touchdown with five minutes left. And this drive included, like let's not forget, keep it in context. A third down completion to Riddick, a third and fifteen dime throwing across his body Beautiful. to Ken- Kenny. It was just on the money, and then a third and ten touchdown zip to Kenny again. So. This is our quarterback. This is our guy, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is what we like to see. This is what we've seen in years past, and we'd like to see more of it. I hear you. The critics out there, I hear This is our quarterback. This is what you saw. And it starts and ends with the offensive line, and to me, that's just the biggest takeaway. Um, even if the Panthers convert that two-point conversion, I have all the faith in the world. You can debate. I have yeah, all the faith I mean. in the world that Matt Stafford with three timeouts and a minute seven can go get you in field goal range. Mm-hmm. I fully believe that. Um, so, so – and, and, and I'm not sure if you guys noticed this. Maybe you saw it. Stafford had the plays on his arm for this game. 
He had a he, he had a uh, what do they call that? The, like, the quarterback, yeah, I know little, the play chart, whatever. So I hear you saying this yeah. is he's taking more responsibility of the offense, and look look what happened. It was beautiful. It was great. He didn't make any mistakes. He's calling his game, and I love it. So I I like that. That's just something. The defense had pressure on Cam all day. Um, they rushed more than four several times, which is great to see. Cam only got out of the pocket once that I can remember. Mm-hmm. Um, three sacks. Each one was bigger than the last. Like the sacks were just they 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 were huge. Jared Davis had a great game. Um, Very led, surprising. Led the team. Very I, surprising. I wasn't surprised, but I, <laughs> I hear you. Um, led the team with six tackles, had a sack, contained McCaffrey like I said he would. McCaffrey had more receiving yards than rushing yards like I said he would. For some reason, we'll talk about the picks later. I'm one and seven. I finally got on the board with the Lions win, but my my bold predictions seem to be right, and my my uh, my official predictions are always way off. But <laughs> this um way off. I also want to just give a quick shout out to Devin Kennard and Christian Jones. They played very well. In Devin my opinion, Devin Kennard was in the backfield all day. He was very he was, good. And he, he was he was pretty good. Uh, the run defense was great for a second week in a row. Pass Coloni. I don't Ravioli. Yeah, Ravioli. I don't know. Old I don't know Rivers. what you're doing, old man. I don't know what you're doing. But the run defense, you got to work on that secondary for sure. Like, yeah. I pray for that defense every night. <laughs> yeah. But the front, the front seven. Whatever you're doing, keep doing it because this is this is the second week in a row where this this run defense has been. Pretty good. Yep. Uh, after they've been dismal all year, like Ryan, that's your word, dismal. Yep. Uh, Panthers running backs had 54 yards this week, and 53 were from McCaffrey. So, I'll take that any day. Um, welcome back, Ziggy. I, I knock on wood. I think Ziggy's back for the year, unless barring another injury, he looks he's he's himself again. He's getting back in there. Deshaun Hand, Snacks Harrison, Ricky Jean Francois, great games across the board. Now the secondary. Darius Slay, what can I say? He's the man, led the team with two pass breakups yesterday. He now has 83 career pass breakups since he entered the league in 2013, and that's the most in that span. So for all you people, there's your stat. Um, Great coverage all day. With the exception of that last touchdown, he slipped. I'm not giving him a pass on that. That was bad. That could have been very troublesome had the Panthers scored two, and then the Lions can't get in field goal range. I'd point the finger at Darius Slay in that situation. Um, But his quote, I don't know if you guys saw this, he, he, when they asked him, they asked Slay about the uh, the Panthers, the two point conversion. He says they ain't getting this sh- plain and simple. <laughs> so I just I just love that attitude. And also on the DJ Moore play that Collins talked about, he reached twenty one point eight nine miles per that, hour run. Yeah. That's a winning play. And if you watch him, you watch him on the on the um the re- I, w- I was sitting in third deck, so I saw him coming. He's just booking it. Darius yeah. Slay booking. That's a winning play. Um. Couple, couple other just little tidbits. Sam Martin pinned the Panthers inside the ten yard ten yard line three times. Mm. That's 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 pretty Huge. good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, and, and Matt Prater two for two should have been three for three. I think the Lions should have given him a shot at the fifty seven yarder. I, I think that didn't make any sense. I think I don't there's know why an eighty. Yeah. There's an eighty to ninety percent chance he's going to nail that at Ford yeah. Field indoors and everything. Mm-hmm. So that's it. That's about all I got. Um, and, and I just I guess I want to talk about coaching real quick, and then I want to get your guys' opinions on mm-hmm. this because, in my opinion, I think this was a great win for Patricia, and it really showed that he hasn't lost this team. You're depleted, you're defeated, you're banged up, you're playing a good team that has had ten days of rest after getting blown out by the Steelers. That they're they're pissed. You're playing an MVP MVP caliber Cam Newton, and this team has one penalty, and it's a, it's an intentional penalty. At least that that's mm-hmm. what we think. Team was averaging seven penalties per game going into this one, and you have one against a good team. 
So I attribute that to coaching. Jim Bob Cooter, still too many dumb play calls. I'm with you, Ryan, 100%. My brother and I were repeatedly saying this from our seats in Section 319. Shout out to Section 319. <laughs> there is no reason to not run the ball to carry on Johnson on first down every single time. Yeah, It's the NFL. If you get stopped at the line of scrimmage once or twice, that's okay. Throw it on second down. Like this, It, it happens, you guys. The defensive players make plays, too. If you get stopped at the line of scrimmage the third time running it on first down to carry on, you can't drop everything and say, okay, we're done running the ball. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So to me, it's just I can't stress that enough. Establishing the run game is huge in the NFL. The Lions seem to be doing it the past few weeks. And and I I pray carry on's okay because we got a big we got it we got a tough one coming up against Chicago. And I don't I don't think he's gonna play. But that that's that's about all I got to say about coaching. I already talked about past Colony. I want to get your guys' thoughts on that too. I think um, it it was it was a good, very good win for Patricia in a sense of the biggest thing for me besides X's and O's was just the fact that when you see them play last week, it was just so flat and just bore, just bad, really bad football. Yeah. You know, just not. And I and I, I I think last week was my rant about professionalism and not being buttoned up, ready to play. And and that was the biggest issue for me. So yeah, I, I mean, you know, I, I, it's the same thing with Jim Bob Cooter every week. That will that will never change because this is this is the offense they run. You know, you talk about Pascaloni, the the run defense, whatever. He's it's very similar to like Michigan State, and it's easy for us to talk about because we watch it every week with the Lions. But the run defense is incredible. Some, you, I mean, you have some great bodies up front. The secondary has holes, and you know, I guess to your credit, Trent, they. Thinking back on the game, you know, they they did definitely get some linebackers in the backfield, but to me it's just like, you know, there's there's third downs where it's like it's third and ten, third and fifteen, and you drop everyone back. Like that's to me is, you know, get someone rush someone, yeah. you know. So um it, it's a it's a it's a good win for Patricia at home. It's it's another one of those things where we just talk about vintage Lions, you know, like, oh yeah, the Panthers are a much better team. They'll probably go out and win. And I guess I kind of want to I kind of want to use you know Trent's Trent's question to to segue into the one that I wanted to ask too. And you know Trent, I, I'd love for you to, to to hop back in here and Collins, you too, obviously. Is just uh, how you feel about the win, and besides X's and O's, like what does the win mean? Because to me, and you know Collins, you touched on it too, but like I'm not I'm not going to sit here and say I'm mad because I'm not I, I'm not in the camp if I want them to lose. But being being a Lions fan. And and seeing this happen all the time, you know, like you know, the Lions are probably you know, like oh, how typical Lions? They start off like like three and five, and they'll all of a sudden they're seven and five, then they're seven and six. so it's just comical. Like I don't I don't get the inconsistency from week to week, and it it makes me angry just in the sense of like why don't they play like this all the time? And I have no clue as to why. I don't have an I don't know why that's the case. I don't know what's happening week to week, and it's just like it, it's funny, you know. We always joke about how lions it would be to suck the whole year, then they go win a random game, and like I, I'm not in the boat of trying to lose. So go beat the Bears, because like we always preach, you know, the NFL's weird. It's just it's it's in it's just sports, man. Like to sit there and, and look at records and go like, oh, there's no way they went out the rest of the year. There's no way they only lose one or two more games. Like this division as you're seeing on a week to week basis. Like, do I think the bears are some powerhouse team? Like their defense is really good. Like they have Khalil Mack, which in itself is great, but 
I'm watching the offense and like, who are their weapons? Like, you know, Mitch Trubisky is a young quarterback, and I'll we can we'll get to the Bears game, but like, it's not like the Bears have some ridiculous off like high powered offense. It's just the play calling is great. Trubisky has all day to throw, and like you see the Vikings, and the Vikings are a team who are like we no one can figure out, and like Kirk Cousins sucked last night. He did. He was horrible. So. You know, and Aaron Rodgers and that team, again, like if Rodgers is not playing great football, the Packers just can't win. Like, so I don't know. It just in the it's just frustrating again because it's like, you know, you see these flashes and they talk about it all the time on 97 won the ticket with Valeni is like, you know, the Lions go out there like, I wish they would just suck. You know, like I wish they would just lose the rest of the game so you don't have to stay involved. But I, you know, I, I'm never, I'm involved th- through week 17, week 16, week 17, and, if, and through the play. Like, I, you know, even if the team were to lose every game from here, I'm still going to watch. I love watching Lions football. It's just a matter of what you're playing for. So, you know, back to my, my roundabout answer to, to my own question to yours, Trent. Like, yeah, it was, it was a great win for Patricia. It's all good things because realistically, you know, if we're being realist here, it's improbable the team's going to go make the playoffs. It's not impossible. It's improbable. So it's all about building consistency. And maybe that's one thing that, you know, I, I and I'm curious to, to hear, you know, if it's a factual thing that, like, you know, over the course of the year, I'm sure, you know, it's all about building a cohesive, you know, very chemistry-oriented unit. So if that's what's happening here, if that's why from week to week they struggle and they have these solid games, if it's like a consistency thing and a chemistry thing, then, uh, you know, hell, if they – Go five hundred the west the the west the rest of the way and and next year is better and they go ten and six then then I'm all for it. I mean, I looked at it and I it just doesn't really change my opinion. I I I, I will say this though. I thought they were gonna give up this week and they did not do that. They were very alert. They came out and played and like Trent said, I don't. I thought there was a lot of bad media for Patricia, the players not talking to the media. It, it seemed like this team was ready to lay down. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like that ever since the Golden Tate trade. And I think this week they find after the Panthers went down to Stewart, I was like, okay, here we go. And then the Lions came back right back then, had a really good drive. And I, I think when you see stuff like that, I think that that's a tip in the cap of Matt Patricia saying that maybe he's starting to get these guys' attention, even though he – Okay, I don't think we've talked about this, the fact that he took him outside for practice. Not the biggest deal in the world like everyone's yeah. making it out to be, but still, one of the most mind-boggling things Darius in the Darius Slay world. absolutely hated it. I don't know if you guys saw that. Yeah, but I saw he what was... he said about that, yeah. It's, I mean, like... It, it, it's not a big deal, but it's, like, the dumbest thing in the stupid. world. It was stupid. I was like, it's, like, this is, like, the first snowfall of the year. It's freezing. Like, please get these guys indoors. It's the Patriot way, baby. Yeah, and they I'm play sure. four straight games inside, but yeah. that's that <laughs> complete, like, sidebar. But, like, I think that's the biggest point, that they're not really have given up. But I think this week, if they lose to the Bears, I think they probably do give up because they there's no hope probably for the playoffs at, with a loss this week. And you're basically done with the division. So I, there's some hope. They The Lions always do this to you. I was out last week. Now I have a little sliver of hope. Hey, yeah. if they win this Thursday, maybe, maybe they go on a little bit of a run. They get some bad teams. And... They always do this to you. I'm just saying, don't let. I I'm made sure, guys, that I'm don't come back in if they win next week because they're gonna okay crush I'll, my heart. I'll, I'll hold you to that because that's the thing that Trent and I always talk about. You know, that just it's like I don't fault you for it because it's the it's the Lions, but you know, it's the people that 
they jump back in, back out. So you're right. I'll hold you to it. If the Lions don't, yeah, beat, don't the, if the Lions beat the Bears, I'm going to tell you, you don't get to buy a shirt this year if they win the Super Bowl. That's what I'm going to tell whoa, you. Whoa, 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 right, we'll whoa! That's a, a little obsessive. We're going we're we'll to start fist fighting in yeah, the studio that, here. We'll get you it's a not. Hat. It's not like I don't root for them. I'm just saying the facts that they were have been a disappointment this year. Yep. But I mean. Like they're gonna lose to the Bills or Cardinals if that had, like if they beat the Bears they'll like somehow like lose to Josh Rosen on like a fifty yard touchdown with like a minute left so just don't let me back in this year guys okay. just don't let me back in first of all put me on the record saying this I'd bet the ranch on two and zero against the Bills and Cardinals but. That that's on record now. If we lose to them, then you could say if I was a betting man, I'd have nothing. <laughs> but I do want to talk about this, Collins. To your point, um, you know, a lot of people did think they had given up, and they definitely. I did. I truly did, and they proved me wrong. And did you see? Did you guys happen to see the locker room celebration afterwards? I saw that was, people were saying like they were all up in arms. Completely disagree. That's just a normal reaction in the NFL. Well, it was. It was just. I don't know. It was. I liked. No, no, I enjoyed. Yeah. I enjoyed seeing it because Patricia was fired up. His players were fired up, and Patricia was blunt about it. He 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 straight up said this was not good situational football. This was not clean football. It was mm-hmm. sloppy. But you know what? We got to win, and it's hard to win in the NFL. And he said, "Thanksgiving's next." You know, and the guys are all fired up, and I, I just like seeing that kind of stuff. But to address the question. I, I, I feel good about this win, not because I think the Lions dominated the Panthers, because they didn't. They just controlled the game, and the the Panthers were one Cam Newton completion away from possibly winning that thing, mm-hmm. even though I think Matt Stafford would have gotten the – right. whatever. <laughs> different different topic. But this is – and I don't know this for sure, but I'm going to guess that this is the first time this season that the Lions won the turnover battle, won time of possession – Got more first downs or just as many as the other team. You know what I mean? These are things that come into play. You know, didn't have as many penalties as the other team. Just little things that good football teams do. And the Lions did a lot of the little things this week. And it was nice to see them all tied into one game. Do I think the Lions played great yesterday? No, but I think it was a great win. There's a difference. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So that's that. That's my biggest takeaway. Does, does this win change your mind about anything this season? Well, though? you know what I've what I've been saying. I know is, you're optimistic, yeah. but yeah. you, I would you say this puts them back maybe to win a division, or maybe well, you truly, you truly in your heart, not that you're just saying it, that you believe that they could actually go out and maybe make it to nine and seven or ten and six. Well, from what I saw yesterday, just based on Matt Stafford playing with Kenny Galladay and a bunch of backups and, and controlling time of possession and winning that game. I, I do have faith, and and this is probably another. We'll shoot around the table another time, probably talking about playoff chances and things like that. But I I've got the I I looked at it last night. I have the roadmap for you and everything. And <laughs> I don't I while I will say I'm very well aware the odds are not in this team's mm-hmm. favor. Would I be shocked if the Lions do? No, because because I I just I just know that they're capable of that. They they went out and got a win this week, and they 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 won every battle possible this week. So I it's just. It's one of those things, Collins, to answer your question. Um, it it didn't really change my outlook on the season because I never was completely out on the team, but it it, it did boost my confidence a little bit. But we'll probably get to that a little bit later. I um, it's it was a very lukewarm win in a sense of like if if you lose this game against the Panthers, then sure for all intents and purposes, like you kind of pack the season up. Winning this game, all that means is you know they're still fighting the team. But the win, the win doesn't do as much as the loss does, and by that yeah. I mean the loss would have carried more weight. This, and I, I'm going to make a very bold claim here, and I, 
The reason why I'm saying this is because I just got this weird, funny feeling that literally just came over me. I, I it's very weird, and I, I don't want to go out on like I, you know, be some ridiculous like lion's hardo here or like you know Detroit I, moments. And I and I feel like I I feel like I am maybe just being naive here. This is I genuinely have this feeling. I don't know if it's the big guy upstairs. I don't know what's going on. This 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 Bears game on Thursday is the biggest. Detroit Lions football game of the year, and I say that because if you beat the Bears, you move the you move the five hundred, right? Five to five and six. Okay, you're five and six. I could, I, yeah. Okay, five five and six. You beat the Bears, you go five. That's a divisional win too against and the top. They are the leading division. the division, and more importantly, yes. you knock them to seven and four. So so not only not only does a win against the Bears, I mean for morale of the team. You got into like to, to your thing, Collins. Like that, absolutely. I'm 100% in. The, I know the Lions are in, and fans should be back in. From a standings perspective, that's huge to knock off the the for the number one team in the North for your own divisional record and record as, as a as a as a whole. So you get the Bears. You move to five and six. And I I hate playing the schedule game. But I'm looking at the schedule, guys, and it's it's set up so. F- I I I need to watch myself because I'm so pumped up right now. It's set up so freaking beautifully. It is for the Lions to just do what the we never thought they could. You got the Rams at home. Having the Rams at home is huge. Well, it's it, it's a hell of a lot better than having the Rams in LA. Yeah, like let's just set that yes. standard and right granted, now. Granted, the Rams yeah. are a powerhouse team, so if you want to give them a loss, they go to five and seven. And this is why I say like it's set up so beautifully. You have your two weakest teams left on the road, so the Cardinals and Bills. I, I hear what you're saying, Collins, because they could lose those games. It's just a Lions thing to draw but, and but drop. But you go done. in, so let's say if you if you want to give the them Lions a loss, ever won in Arizona, I'm being I, it serious. Seem like like it. yeah, it I, seem they like played it. there for four straight years, and I was like, Drew standing and beating us. Like I was like, what is going but on? But if you if you give the Lions five and seven after beating the Bears and beating losing to the Rams, you go to the Cardinals. That's a win, six and seven. You go to the Bills, seven and seven. You have the Vikings at home, dudes. Like, you know how loud it will be there, dude. Like the last home game of the year, you're 500. You get the Vikings at home. Having that game on the road, it you know I that to me is 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 crushing. If I would have pulled up the schedule and seen that, you beat the Vikings at home eight and seven, and now you go to Lambeau, and you're eight and seven. And for all we know, this could be just like was it last year or two years ago when they had to win the last game. And you get in, and they never win at Lambeau. And you're coming off, you're you're turning heads. Everyone's watching this game at Lambeau Field on December 30th at 1 p.m. And I'm telling you right now, and I'm just, and I I'm if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. God, I sound. I feel like I'm. Gonna no, I pass love out. it. I love it. The Lions win at Lambeau Field, nine and seven. Your NFC North champs. NFC North champs or NFC Wild Card. No. Yes. You know what? Let or me. Wild, let me exactly. say it's this. It's gonna take ten wins. I let, think. let me just say this. I don't know. The Bears Lions are already seven. If the Lions though. win in Lambeau to put themselves in the playoffs, like if that's what it comes down to, and and the Lions are looking at nine and seven or ten and six if they beat the Rams. You know, I, I'm I'm just I'm just going off. If if the Lions beat 
the Packers in week 17 in Lambeau to put themselves in the playoffs, SOL is dead. I'm just That's can, fair. can we all agree that'd on that? That would be a huge be that unprecedented that, of Colin, a run. Please, before what 2015, it? we hadn't won there in 20 years. I'm just saying, because you know what? Then this team will be a team of destiny, and we get the wild card, and then we might have to go play the Rams again. Yeah. Win a playoff game. That is the only precursor to get okay, rid of that's, SOL. That's fair. Winning, but that is winning fair. in Lambeau to put yourselves no, in the playoffs no, is just not. as big. It's but, a do-or-die game. No, they, maybe win the division. They, they don't even have to win. Get a home playoff game. That is my biggest thing with the well, Lions. I, they had an opportunity to do that two years ago, and they completely blew it. So the thing and that's the get rid of SOL in my mind is I understand what you're saying though. This is something the Lions would never do. They would never go into that big environment in Lambeau. They didn't do it in 2013 when they had Sue and all those guys when he stepped on Rodgers. But I mean, you. To get rid of the SOL, SOL will never be dead until they win a Super Bowl. I truly believe that. And that's not from my perspective. That is what I think other people will believe. Say the Lions somehow blow the NFC Championship. Oh, SOL. Well, they've but, never been no, to no, one. No, like, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. They need For them to change the perception, they need to win a playoff game or maybe just get a home playoff game and be competitive in it or something like that. Because they have yet to show that, that they're capable of being competent in the NFL playoffs. All, all I'm saying is the psyche of winning in Lambeau when it's January and it's freezing cold and it's do or they, die. You're either going to be eight and eight and miss the playoffs, or nine and seven and you're in, or or nine and seven and you're out, and ten and six and you're in. One of those scenarios. If that is the case, and the Lions go to Lambeau and send Rodgers packing, Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> the the biggest Lions killer in franchise history, they send him packing. SOL's dead. I'm just I'm I'm that- they would have to win maybe one or two playoff teams, but I I know what you're saying. Say they go into Lambeau, knock Rodgers out, and then the next week they go on the road and miraculously beat the like Saints or something like that. That'd be then, unbelievable. Yeah, but that that is the only re- way that could ever happen. And I I don't think the division's gonna be nine and seven. I just think the Bears have gotten off to too big of a head start to not because they got the Giants and the 49ers still on the schedule. That's true. And I would expect them to maybe win one of those Vikings and uh, Packers games. So uh, it, it's the Lions have put themselves behind the eight ball, but if they win in that two games, it does get interesting. It's, I would say that. I just I just think, like, I'm so... But there's zero chance of winning that Rams team. That is the worst matchup in the world for well, them. I'm not saying zero, but I hear you. It's going to yeah. be a, it's a tough bad one. matchup. It's just, it's you know, it's... It's something that we've never really seen happen, but they can, I mean, they can, like, they can turn it on here and it's, it's, it's there, you know, it just, the division is, you know, between the Vikings and, I mean, I guess, you know, to an extent, you're probably playing for a wild card spot because I hear you, the Bears are right there, you know, so to, to lock up the division, but. Let me look up the NFC wild card right now. Well, it is the Bears' division to lose. They have two cakewalk games left. They have the Giants and the 49ers. I just got so I got Both at so home. I don't know what came over me. I and, couldn't yeah, describe it, but I, just, I that's what I feel like is going to happen. I and that December because I think the Bears and Vikings play each other in Minnesota on December thirty. They do. Too. The Bears have to go to this Minnesota. could be like the biggest NFC North like package of games ever. But let's 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 get into the Bears game now. Um, as far as I guess. You know the only things I want to hear from you guys really, unless you have just some grandiose you know speech to give. What do the Lions need to do to win? And am I? It all. It's very simple to me. I. Oh my gosh! If they could, if the Lions could have Carry on Johnson back, 
please, God, like I just that's all I want because you have to look at the, like the Lions are banged up right now. Like you said, Trent earlier, and uh, before we had the show kick off, you know Marvin Jones already ruled out for next week somehow or something. But like you know, if he's not he in, jeez, well, and, I I might have missed Spock. He he didn't participate in pl- practice. Okay, today. well, okay. so you, you don't know. I mean, Carrion's got the sprained knee. Thank the Lord, it wasn't anything yeah. more serious. He's so doubtful. You, you're a little you're a little banged up. You need to put pressure on Mitch Trubisky. I would. I'll talk about it after you, but that's the biggest you, thing. You need. This is a young quarterback who, to me right now, lo- is just looking like a guy who's a product of the offensive line around him and the system that he was put into. He's got talent. He's got pretty good legs. But you, you did a good job last week or two weeks ago against uh, stuff in the run against the Bears. That's not my issue. If I have to watch Allen Robinson and, the, and these these guys, Trey Burton, standing with you know in the middle of the ocean with no one around them catching balls, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna lose it because that's that's how you're gonna give the game away on the offensive side of the ball. And I know this is not some like unbelievable opinion, but you're playing a very strong offense. Like I need to see the Lions with some tempo. You know, let's go, hurry up here. You know, because you you can't get substitutions in, and you know you're, you're changing looks. And this is a game at home on Thanksgiving, and I was at the game last year against the Vikings, and it Ugh. was just an absolute heartbreaker. Ugh. You can win. Ford Field is going to be pumped up. I hope people see how big of a game this is because I've just read you the schedule. The toughest team you got is the Rams. Even if you chalk that up, you can go beat the Cardinals. You can go beat the Bills. You got the Vikings at home, like Kirk Cousins, whatever. And then it can come down to that last game. And if the Lions, if it comes down to that last game, I'm going to pull up the tape here and say, I told you so. And if they win against the Packers and somehow get in the playoffs, I'll come in here and do the show with my shirt off on Monday. <laughs> it just, I, I, I'm pumped up. That's the, the, to me, looking at the Bears before we get into the picks. You know, that's that's my keys to victory for the Lions. I mean, they got to keep Khalil Mack at bay. I mean, yes. you saw him last night basically push over former Lion, Riley, Riley Reef with one hand. Yeah. His left hand, his <laughs> non-dominant hand. Pretty effortlessly, over. too. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, joke. he made it look easy. I Boom. mean, and they got beasts all over that. Leonard, Leonard Floyd, they made a great draft pick in the secondary getting Eddie Jetson out of Alabama who had a pitch sits last night. Something the Lions never seemed to figure out that – Maybe an injured guy coming out of college should produce at the pro level. It's maybe not the short-term thing you need, but they'll probably work out long-term. But for I would completely agree. I think Mitch Trubisky reminds me of Carson Palmer, where he's talented, yeah. he's high draft pick, but he is what he is. He's a good player, and if you play him with good players, he's going to be good. Mm-hmm. And if... You like you said, if you get pressure on him, he's gonna make mistakes because he can't. When you get, pre- I mean, they lost to the Dolphins with Brock Osweiler. That's exactly. hard to do, very hard to do. And for a team to be seven and three with the record they with the schedule they've played, he really hasn't faced that many tests. Last night was probably his biggest test all year, and he wasn't great. Cousins but, gave it away. Yeah, he wasn't great, but he did what he had to do. And if Stafford is able to put pressure on the Chicago Bears offense. I think that's when the Lions are in. I think the Lions have scored more than 28 points to beat the Bears. And I, okay. I don't know if that's possible, but if you get this team in the shootout, I think that favors the Lions since I trust Stafford more than Trubisky. Even though I rail on Stafford every oh, I other week, but I I, Stafford's better than Mitch Trubisky at this point of his career. Mm-hmm. And 
for them to do that, it's just the offensive lines that'd be good. I mean, Rick Wagner's had to step up. You Wiggins has had to step up. Everyone's had to step up. And I think they do need Marvin Jones back if they're going to beat the Bears. Is the Bears have? I know you say no one can guard Kenny Galladay, but Kyle Fuller's been pretty good, and Prince of Mutamara is a veteran guy who knows how to play in NFL. So I think they would need that second presence downfield for this Lions team if they're going to get a dub. But I will say this: if they win the next two games, they might win, they're going to be in the wild card. I would say that. Good, thank you. But thank I, you. I, I find zero chance that's happening. Okay. Okay. Well, to part one of what you just said, <laughs> you're all right with me, Collins. I, I, I think the Lions will win the next two, um, and we'll predict later. But I'm just gonna, I'm, t- I'm just gonna talk about this right here. Um, you said Trubisky, he just does what he has to do. If you put him in a situation where he has to throw for 300 yards and not make mistakes against a secondary that has Darius Slay, Clover Quinn, and, you know, Tease Tabor and Evan Lawson, whatever. I'm just can, – can he get that done? I don't know. I don't know. And my, my scouting report on the Bears is that defense has potential to be all-time great. That offense is just they're, – they're creative. No one's quite figured them out yet. Yep. I think the time's running short on that, and I think they'll – we, we've already played them once. Mm-hmm. For some reason, Ryan, kind of like you said, I got this feeling that the Lions are going to go kick the Bears' ass. I, yeah. I, not, not, maybe not like blow them out, but I think they'll beat them, and I think it'll be because that offense won't be as creative as they've been. And so, so it starts and ends, and Collins, you made a great point. I think Marvin Jones' presence is huge because they only have one number one corner, Kyle Fuller. And if you stick him on Jones or Galladay, whoever, you pick your yeah. poison. The other one will thrive. And, and and think about this, like how good that pass rush is. You need wide receivers to get open. Yeah. You you you're not gonna have three you're gonna have three seconds and you're gonna have to get the ball out. And if you don't have guys getting open who are not talented enough to get open, that's gonna be an issue. And there's nothing the offense line's gonna do that against talented guys like Floyd and Mac. So against the uh, about the offensive line point, um I just think we, we we've seen Stafford in the past, not so much this year. But he can scramble. He can get out. He's mobile. He can he can do his thing and scramble around. Get enough time to zip one down the field. But if we and 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 with guys like Khalil Mack, I I would expect that to be the case a couple times. But if this offensive line can protect him, one sack yesterday, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. If if the Lions can hold the Bears and that that front that front four. So two or three sacks, I'll feel great about our chances. I, I'll yeah, I would say four. Like honestly, four. Like that's like maybe not like <laughs> the greatest like inclination of how like your offensive yeah. line plays. But like if they hold them the four sacks, I'm feeling comfortable because Mac and Floyd are a joke, and they're and hits inside. They have dudes on that D yeah. line, and they're one of those defenses who can carry a team, and they are right now. So so the last this is the last point I'll make. Well, two two things. It starts and ends with the offensive line. That's my bottom line. Okay, mm-hmm. it starts and ends with the offensive line. Carry on probably won't play, so that means you got to protect Stafford. You got to let it be Stafford's game. Zach Zenner game. Yeah, Zach Zenner. I'd will, rather see Zenner than Blunt to get the Zenner. The, the Zenner carries. will probably get snaps. I saw a report today. He's he's been getting the reps in practice at Completely least today. Disagree. So that's fine. I just <laughs> Blunt can't move. Can we just call Joyke Bell? Can we bring him yeah. back? Joyke Bell. I got Bell my Joyke Bell jersey ready to go. <laughs> he probably lives five minutes away from the state. Right Wayne State. What a beauty. Um. So the the only other point I wanted to make was, and and you guys know how much I love Darius Slate. Didn't play against Trubisky when he lit us up. You know, Deshaun Shedd and Tease Tabor were your starting corners. Do I think I, – I, I just – Darius Slay's a difference maker, and I, and I say that with a smile on my face because I absolutely love him. And, I like, 
what he said about the Panthers. Nah, you ain't right. getting that. Hell no, nah, you ain't getting that shit. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's just that's what we love. That's the Detroit mentality, and he's gonna be playing on Thanksgiving in front of that crowd. He loves the crowd. He loves throwing up that one. I, I just I got so much faith in Darius Slay. I think he'll pick the secondary up. Trubisky won't be able to have the cakewalk that he had. And and I think he got a little lucky with a few throws against Detroit the first time around. A little lucky. Overall, Matt Stafford will win us this game and we'll talk we'll we'll do the picks, Ryan. All right. I guess it's time for the picks. I just love hearing the music. That's just the big thing for me. I go to three and five. I took the Lions to cover and the over. The over didn't come close. Trent gets on the board. Woo! Trent is on the board with the Lions win. Trent is one and seven. Collins is locked up with me at three and five at the top of the leaderboard. You were bad. You were wrong on both fronts. Listen, uh, I just want to uh, say this: we're all well under five hundred. This is just it's great. It's this just, is great. Yeah, it's, this is why I don't bet NFL. Stick to college football. Exactly. The Lions hosting the Chicago Bears at Ford Field on Thanksgiving Thursday. I will have my Joey Harrington Thanksgiving edition jersey on what? in my living. Dude, it's it's out. I should wear it sometime. It's a legendary. Is Wait, that a what? good omen or a bad oh, omen? Oh, that's a fantastic omen. I, I don't know what. I got to see what my record is in wearing the jersey on Thanksgiving. But anyways, I have the point. Kickoff at 12.30 p.m. Half hour earlier. Don't miss it. Line opens at minus four for Chicago. The over-under is set at 45 and a half. As far as the, the game goes with the scoring line, I'm going to take the Bears to cover because I think the Lions win by three. The Lions get the win. Bears cover. If you don't know how, Google if you don't know how that stuff works. Yeah, they the the, the Lions. You're looking at me funny. Like the, if the Bears are minus four, the Lions are they covered? Are the Bears minus four? Or the Bears plus four? Uh, that makes absolutely. I can't believe I just said that. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I was like, about to say that. You, like, you have the Lions. I cannot one. believe so I just said that. Google it, Ryan. So the Lions are covering. The yes. Lions. Yeah. Either way, what am I talking yeah, about? Yeah, that here? was a I bad moment. Think, bad I, moment that's, for Ryan. That's, right there. I hope no one listens to this part of the show. <laughs> I can't believe I just said that. Actually, I'm like disgusted with myself. I was very I have confused. The, either way, I have the Lions winning by a field goal. So the okay. Lions. That's. Re- so that was so I can't, the cover. Okay. Yeah, I well, can't. All you got to do is over, all you got to do is pick a winner in the over under. Right? Yes, the, yeah. li- the the Lions win. They cl- uh, yeah. obviously cover by winning over under forty five and a half. I'm taking the over. I think it's going to be a shootout. That's what I like here. And I, I just one of you. I cannot believe I just did that. I'm going to take the Bears minus four out. because I I just think the Bears are a better team than the Lions right now. I think they have more talent on both sides of the, both sides of the ball right now. And I, I agree with you. You play two times in three weeks. I think you're going to understand each other's defenses. And you're going to see some big holes. And you already saw some big holes from the Bears against the Lions. So I'll take the over. But I like the Bears to win this week. Um, Real quick. Defense, advantage Bears. Offense, advantage Lions. Quarterback, advantage Lions. The loss of carry-on will force the ball into Stafford's hands. Attack through the air. I don't care who's out there because Kenny Galladay and a bunch of backups beat Cam Newton. And I love it. So I'm taking Matt Stafford, leading this team to another great team win. Defense will bend, won't break, just like in the Panthers win. I'm going under. Uh, the over-under is 45. I'm going just under. Uh, Bears 20, Lions 24. Great comment so. here. Ryan, don't wear the Harrington jersey. Bad mojo. I, l- I love it. Steven Rabinowitz. No way, Uncle Steve. Uncle Steven. He's in the mix. Yeah. It treats Trent. He loves Trent. I love no, him. But I, honestly, is it a bad omen that they wear the Thanksgiving jerseys? Even though they're the coolest jerseys ever, they never win in them. 
Uh, I mean, I, I I do, but like the 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 they Harrington, look so sweet. The though. Harrington jersey is legendary. Oh, it is, it is. I, it's it's. I mean, I did. I think when Uncle Steve and I went to the game last year, I think I was wearing the jersey. And I could. I was disgusted with that game. I I couldn't <laughs> believe it. But no, but like seriously, I I don't know what the record is on that jersey. It's not good. And then they started wearing their like regular jerseys, and they started winning on Thanksgiving. They go back to the jerseys last year. They lose. The Lions can wear speedos for all I care. They're going to win this game. I, I, okay. I, I yeah. Let's I mean, it's just and, and like I'm just so I cannot. They're I, so icy. First though. of all, first of mm. all, I still can't get over the fact that I just said that the that the Bears were going to cover. By it was losing. a tough look for you. I'm not. I, it's lie. just it's just late. It's still, is it ten o'clock. You know what? It's. Been yeah, a, it I, has been a Monday. long day. It's about 8 a.m. today. I never get up at 8 a.m. We haven't days. had a break from school yet. Michigan State doesn't get a fall break, for those of you who don't understand that. Seriously. So That's a joke. It's time to get out of here. and Yeah, I'd have to play some NHL We're, and then maybe do some homework. I have I have homework due tomorrow, too. Oh, my God. Good boy, Ryan. But, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I, I'll tell you what, guys. I am, I'm very excited to get home, be on the couch with my dad, my family, Watching Same. this game in the in the Joey Harrington. Watching injury, Stafford so. light up the Bears. I literally can't wait for my dad to be like, Ryan, I'm not a Lions fan. Two minutes in the game to start screaming at the top of his lungs. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm I'm fired up, boys. I hope what I said happens is gonna happen. One but pride. Anyway, one one pride, pride, baby. That's all for today's episode of the Motown Rundown. For Trent Bailey, Ryan Collins, I'm Ryan Rabinowitz. Join the show on Twitter, hashtag Motown Rundown. Happy Thanksgiving. Go Lions, everyone. One pride. We will see you next time. You have been listening to the Motown Rundown, brought to you by Impact 89 FM WDBM. For all your Michigan State and Detroit sports coverage, visit impact89fm.org slash sports, and don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. Hello, everybody,